This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Instead of doing the blame game, let's get to work. Let's do the responsible thing. Let's get back to work and do what we told the voters we were going to do. Remember this bill? 17% 17% of the country approved this bill. Maybe, maybe the, the fact that we opposed it, we did the country a favor because this bill didn't repeal Obamacare. This bill didn't do what we told the American people we were going to do. So let's be responsible. Let's get back to work and do what we told the American people we were going to accomplish, which is repeal Obamacare and replace it with a patient-centered health care program. But, but the leader, uh, well, one of the leaders of the Freedom Caucus, Jim Jordan, one of the co-founders of the Freedom Caucus, Uh, on Fox News Sunday over the weekend. He's right about what that bill was. It it wasn't a repeal. It was a rewrite. The the basic structure of Obamacare remained, and the, uh, the Obamacare powers and authorities to the federal government were not surrendered. Some of the taxes were, but as Merrill Matthews told us, a lot of the taxes weren't. Let me get out of some more calls here. 888-933-93, 888 To Missouri we go. Hey, John, welcome to the Salcedo Show. What say you, man? Hey, um, I've just got a quick question. I just want to bounce it off of you because it almost seems too simple. If, um, if Obamacare was determined to be constitutionally legal because it's a tax, can we just get rid of the part that makes it a tax, then send it back to the Supreme Court? Uh... What would be the pitfall? Well, I, but yeah, but then you'd have to go through the whole legal rigmarole. And, and don't forget, what in the meantime, what happens, the obligations from Obamacare don't stop. So right. the, 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 the government keeps on paying out, and there are no taxes collected to offset it. So you want to talk about skyrocketing the debt, <laughs> the deficit. It's going to go through the roof until it's adjudicated by the court. And, and you're right, it was deemed... Uh, constitutional because it was a tax, but uh, ta- just taking out the tax provisions basically it, it turns into an unfunded mandate, and then and then you're really then you're really screwing <laughs> the entire country. So almost hurt more than it's actually worth to get yeah. rid of it. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. All right, John. Thank Fair you enough. very much. Hey, hey, don't be a stranger, man. Appreciate the call here to the Salcedo Show gotcha. from Missouri to New York. We go, Rich. Welcome to the Salcedo Show, man. How you been? 
Hey, Chris, long time. How you been? Doing, doing well, sir. Thank you for asking. What's going on? How about, how about this narrative? How about the Republicans and Donald Trump thanking the Freedom Caucus for saving their butts? Because if this bill was as bad as they say, okay, they would be letting the Democrats off the hook and putting the Republican name on a similar plan that would have failed also. I think I think you're right. There's a, there's a lot of um, lot of truth to what you just said, uh, because th- th- this again surrendering to this idea that we need an entitlement, it just basically what you'd be doing is is just switching blame. And you know what? The press is so willing to exonerate Democrats from blame when all their crap goes wrong. When Republicans' crap goes wrong, <laughs> it's it's the top story in every newscast for years. I I don't think I don't think people understand some of the terms that are thrown around with regard to health care, like, for instance, um, uh, uh, earned income tax credit. Okay, it sounds nice. Most people have the impression you get a tax credit after you've made enough money. No. And, and it's not it, that it's not. It's still a give back. Okay? It's a subsidy under, and it's just a subsidy under another but, name. But, but Chris, this, the people who don't make enough money, who don't pay any taxes at all, get a check i, I mean, know get- yeah i know I, and, and exact this is what paul ryan didn't want to talk about very much is that there would still be government and, and again he could have solved this problem by saying look in, until we transition back to a more competitive format and we have uh, all of these insurance companies competing with one another we're going to put a sunset provision where we'll will maintain the subsidies, but only for a, a, a designated period of time. And then, and then we'll allow the subsidies to expire, because by then uh, there's going to be more expansive, affordable health care for everybody, and uh, you won't need the federal government to subsidize us anymore. But he didn't do that. They stayed. It was, it was a normal part of operating, which we don't want to accept. How about pre-existing conditions? You know what that means? That's a code... That's a code term. Only only Rand Paul had the nerve to actually say what that means. Pre-existing conditions means that you could take it out insurance after you get sick. And, and I think he was very clear on how insurance companies cannot stay solvent with that, you know, kind of a, a, a policy, you not, know? Not, not, at, not with price caps and not with mandates in them as to what they might cover. You know what? There's a, there's a soundbite we got coming up, Rich, that talks about, or actually it's not a soundbite, it's an, an analysis done by uh, Heritage. Uh, the, no, it wasn't Heritage. It was um, oh, the Daily Signal. The Daily Signal did this, which is Heritage's uh, news operation. But th- this, this talking about essential health benefits, what it did to the cost of health care by themselves increased the cost of health care by 8%. Health insurance by eight percent. Now, essential according to whom? Obama? It's, 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 it, yeah, what, who right. said it was essential for a sixty-five-year-old couple to have to buy prenatal care? But they have to under Obamacare because some liberal idiot somewhere said, "Oh, that's essential." Well, to hell with that. I should be able to determine what I think is essential for me because health care is personal, not one sits one size fits all. Government mandate, and that's something that Democrats don't have the brains to have a concept of, but Republicans should know better. 
I got I got one last thing. Sure. I just heard Chuck Schumer say this, and I swear to God, Chris, and I think that, that we can define everything out of Chuck Schumer's mouth as misinformation. He actually said the hard right approved of this health care bill that just failed. Now, when he says the hard right, I just assume he means conservatives. Well, is this man confused? Wasn't it the conservatives in the Freedom Caucus that didn't want the bill? I, well, you're right. I, uh, first off, Chuck Schumer's very confused, number one. It was the, it was the Tuesday group that was the most, uh, the most uh, supportive of this thing, the moderate Republicans, if you will. Uh, not not the Freedom Caucus. It was it's the Freedom Caucus who are being blamed for killing this thing. I just I just heard Schumer say that. And Chris, if you if you follow him, which is painful to follow, yes. But every word out of his mouth keeps referencing the hard right. The hard they did this to George Bush. They kept George Bush made lots of concessions to the Democrats, but the media and the Democrat political elite kept referring to him as this extreme right-wing conservative. It's the same playbook. You know what what Harry Reid was doing when he had Chuck Schumer's job? He was calling us uh, extremist conservatives or extreme uh, extreme Republicans or extreme conservatives. So uh, that's why we, we've adopted their language. And you know what? And if we have to start calling them the hard left... <laughs> We'll do it, too. Uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Hey, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. All right, Chris. All right. Telephone numbers, 888-900-3393, 3393 Paul Ryan, on Friday, stepped up to the microphone, and he he took his medicine. And uh, there there are some things, and we were, I think we carry this live on Friday, but there's I want to analyze his comments. And coming up at the bottom of the hour, guys, don't miss this. You guys, there's a lot of talking out there, a lot of commentary about about this deep state. And it's usually in the context of those who are trying to thwart Donald Trump, those left Obama holdovers. Well, it turns out the deep state, according to one source, has been around for a lot longer than that, than Obama. Of course, as, with, as is the case with all things Obama, it got worse under his tenure. But don't miss this. The bottom of the hour, somebody who has been a victim, firsthand victim of the deep state, and he will articulate something to you that I think that you're going to want to hear about what's happening to the federal government as a result of 9-11, as a result of... of with all the good intention of the world to secure the homeland in the hands of the likes of Barack Obama and what it was turned into. It's all coming up. The Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Telling the truth. It's one of those jobs American liberals won't do. That's why we need the liberty-loving Latino Chris Salcedo. The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. 
they are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call a place for mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call a place for mom at 1-800-803-6951. Listening to the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Look, if you're frustrated, I'm glad you tuned in, by the way, folks. Welcome back to the Chris Salcedo Show. If you're frustrated with either side, I don't care whether it's the, the Conservative Freedom Caucus, whether it's the Tuesday group, whether it's Paul Ryan or the president himself, let's hear it. Uh, I, I don't have all the puzzle pieces here. I don't have, I wasn't in on these discussions. I don't know who said what or who planned what. Just... I'm just floating out ideas on what's out there in the ether. I don't know whether or not uh, Trump set this up to fail. I do know what he's been saying uh, every step of the way. With and, and I agree with him that the press look 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 at what happened when the Republicans started talking about repeal and replace. What became the focus? What are you going to repeal it with? What are you going to repeal it with? Oh, the CBO numbers. Oh, the C- oh, oh, oh. hyperventilating. It was all focused on something that wasn't even in law yet. And they ignored what was already in the law and what was doing damage and what was harming Americans. They completely ignored it. Completely ignored it. Never once did I see a news report out there saying, well, you know, uh, one can understand why the Republicans or some lawmakers would want to reform Obamacare as 29 million people still remain uninsured. Premiums are skyrocketing. Uh, States don't have choice. But that didn't happen. It was all, CBO said 24 million more people are going to be, or 24, 14, however many it was the first of the year. Never an examination, and CBO couldn't score it, as to how many people would choose not to be on health care, because right now the government forces you to be forces you to buy these products i just um uh, if you're frustrated i get it i'm frustrated too this is the first major initiative that was put out by the republican party and many are out there saying well they can't govern they don't know how uh, there there might be some there there it's the new guy that came out today and uh, pledged to clamp down on sanctuary cities. We'll get into probably that tomorrow, more tomorrow. By the way, speaking of tomorrow, Ruben Navarrete Jr. is coming on. How many of you folks out there in the sound of my voice have a dim view of illegal immigration? Okay. All of you who raised your hands, and I'm raising mine. You may be racist, according to Ruben Navarrete Jr., our good buddy here on the Chris Salcedo show. We will uh, debate the finer points of his latest article, which uh, I can, I can imagine more than one of you will want to call in and uh, debate Mr. Navarrete on, on his premise that you may be racist because you don't like illegal immigration and you don't like stories. Look, we told you all last week about this, these two illegals, Freshmen who were 17 and 18 years old who are allowed to be in government-run schools and raping that 14-year-old girl in Rockville, Maryland. Well, just when you think it couldn't get any worse than that, it did. Oh, that's right, it did. 
Hempstead, New York. 31-year-old Tommy Vladim Avredo Ventura, age 31. An illegal. Who had been deported four times. Got back in the country. Each time. Because of Democrat policies, folks. Because of liberal extremist Democrat policies. They kept the, the borders wide open so this multiple-time deportee, multiple felon, could continually enter the United States of America. Thank the Chamber of Commerce. Thank the Democrat Party. Thank so-called moderate Republicans who are bought and paid for by the illegal immigration lobby. This man, uh, an MS-13 gang member, got back in. He stabbed two women. But the worst thing was, folks, he, he committed a sexual assault. He sexually assaulted a two-year-old little girl. Now, many of you, when I first heard this story, I physically shuddered, as any sane human being would. You can thank the Democrat Party for this guy being here. This guy would not have been allowed in the United States had, had our government not betrayed us on the border. Well, Chris, you know that illegals, they per- perpetrate crime at a less rate than Americans do. Yeah, by virtue of their population. It's compared to ours. And how is that justification for allowing illegal immigration? How is that make it okay to allow illegals into this country? It doesn't. This individual should not have been here, just like the individuals who raped that 14-year-old girl in Rockville, Maryland, inside the school should not have been here. But somehow you and I are racists for saying it was a bad idea for them to be here. I don't buy it, never have. We'll talk about it with Ruben tomorrow. Meantime, uh, back to uh, healthcare if I can pivot. Uh, Paul Ryan taking his lumps after failing to push the repeal and uh, rewrite effort. Actually, it was the rewrite and the replace effort over the finish line. How do you go home to your constituents and send all of your members home to their constituents saying, you know what, it's not even 100 days into the administration. Sorry, folks, we just can't figure it out. It's a really good question. I wish I had a better answer for you. Well, the answer is clear. The work wasn't done. You didn't have the votes. You were trying to strong arm the Freedom Caucus, saying, well, these guys are going to vote with us, so they're going to fall short on their campaign promise. I think Jim Jordan put it correctly. Only 14% of the people liked it. 17% approval of this thing. Nobody liked it. And Paul Ryan, I'm sorry you didn't dot the I's and cross the T's, man. This work that should have been done two years ago. Uh, I really believe that Obamacare is a law that is collapsing. It's hurting families. It's not working. It was designed in a fundamentally flawed way. Uh, we believe this bill is the best way to go, but we just didn't quite get the consensus to get there. No, well, yes, you believed it was the right way to go. The problem was your caucus didn't. 
you didn't have the 216 votes required of enough people to buy into this thing. This, which is rightly called Obamacare light. It was. And I understand why you thought you had to do it that way. But there are a lot of people who said, you know what? We don't want to accept an entitlement. Ryan continued. The bottom line is Obamacare right now remains the law of the land. Is that going to change in 2017? Yeah, I don't know what else to say other than Obamacare is the law of the land. It's going to remain the law of the land until it's replaced. We did not have quite the votes to replace this law. Uh, And so, yeah, we're going to be living with Obamacare for the foreseeable future. I don't know how long it's going to take us to replace this law. Well, you're going to have to get busy. And you're going to have to talk to these disparate groups inside of the Republican Party. And you're going to have to arrive at consensus. You're going to have to listen. Uh, Tom Cotton put it up, put it beautifully on CBS. You know, you took 18 days, which, you know, you're going to need months to formulate something that gets buy-in from everybody. It'll be a better bill. Trust me on that, if it gets done at all. Up next, folks, evidence the deep state exists. You'll hear a story you will not believe coming up on The Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Be right back. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. You guys remember the uh, the name Gibson Guitars? You guys remember Clive Bundy, right? These were all uh, these were all overreach, government overreach. From what it was the deep state, some are alleging before we knew there was a deep state. I have not used the term. I've used Obama holdovers. But when I heard my next guest's story, uh, I I hedged a little bit. I just I just Obama holdovers seemed to to encapsulate the the caliber of individuals we were dealing with. Those who are extremist left wingers who took the power garnered by the federal government and abused it because. That's what power does. Um, Here's a quote from my next guest. America is under attack by the deep state. From big cities to small towns, no corner of the country is immune. I am not being salacious or inflating the situation when I make that statement. Everyday citizens have experienced SWAT-style raids complete with riot gear. Let me talk about it with Chris Cortlander. He's the founding director of the Custer Battlefield Museum, a former law enforcement officer who owns and operates the historic town of uh, Gary Owen, Montana, on the Custer Battlefield. Chris, welcome to the Salcedo Show. Good morning from Montana. Yes, sir. Uh, your story fascinates me. Your, your personal experience with uh, what what many are calling the deep state. And we brought up a couple of examples here that you had cited, you know, Clive Bundy and Gibson Guitars. But you had an experience of your own, sir. I did. And let me just briefly um, give you some background on myself. Um, I built the museum on the battlefield. 
almost 24 years ago. And in 2005, I was raided by the Bureau of Land Management, a SWAT team with automatic rifles and shotguns and battering rams that came here to my location with a search warrant um, for a button and a suspender buckle. And they had the search warrant for the wrong location, and I was naive enough, even though I was a former law enforcement officer, to point out their deficiencies in their search warrant. And I signed a general consent to search my facility, and they ended up leaving here with over a 1,000 items because I signed the general consent to search because I had nothing to hide, right? Mm-hmm. One thing I just want to tell your listeners, if they're ever approached by law enforcement, never give up your right to search without a warrant signed by a judge, even though you're innocent. Because no matter what they find, they will always try to make it a crime. That's their job, right? They're law enforcement officers. So never give up your right to search without a warrant, even though you have nothing to hide, because it's your right. You're giving up something to them, but they're, nev- they're not giving anything back to you. So they searched my building, and then they threatened me with nine felonies over the next four years and eight months until I got a closure letter from the U.S. Attorney's Office that there was no charges to be filed. Um. I failed to mention I was raided again in 2008 by the same agency, Bureau of Land Management and Federal Fish and Wildlife. This was over Indian artifacts and eagle feathers. They threatened me with 89 years in prison. I was never indicted, never charged with the crime. So I never had a right to a speedy trial because I was never charged. But the reason I'm on your radio show today is not specifically about my raid, but to talk about the overreach of the federal government, Department of the Interior Law Enforcement, specifically the Bureau of Land Management, Federal Fish and Wildlife, and Forest Service Law Enforcement. Why do we need a federal law enforcement agency to police our own citizens? Isn't that why we have state police and county sheriffs and uh, city police why do yeah, we chris i i gotta i gotta to i gotta tell you on- that we have we have experience with the bureau of land management uh here in the state of texas in, in particular along the red river where uh in in the era of obama and it, this isn't I, I'm, I'm gonna blame this all on obama of course what many are calling the deep state got a lot worse during his occupation of the oval office but uh they they basically have utilized uh, the the massive power of the federal establishment to take away people's private property along the Red River. So a lot of folks who are hearing your voice right now uh, in the state of Texas and beyond can relate to uh, to what you're talking about. Keep in mind, it really did not start with Obama. Obama crescendoed it from the Bush administration. And I don't want to blame this on the Bush administration, but um, just briefly how it trans transpired was after 9-1-1, George Bush signed an executive order creating a lot of federal agencies, giving each one of his secretaries police powers to create their own police department, Department of the Interior, um, the EPA, the Department of Education. Um, I, I can go to uh, NOAA, National Oceanographic. 
each one of them has their own federal SWAT team police department now. And it's basically because of what happened with 911. We didn't know what was going to happen after the World Trade Centers went down. George Bush did what he thought was right. But now we need to de-escalate. And Obama administration definitely crescendoed it. But the reason I'm really on your radio show today is because there was four suicides subsequent from the BLM raids. There was the Gibson guitar raid. There was my raid. And then there was also a Four Corners raid in Blanding, Utah, where three people committed suicide after being raided by the Bureau of Land Management and being involved with the Bureau of Land Management. The reason I'm here today is because there was a fourth suicide that occurred December 31st, 2016 in Cody, Wyoming. His name was Robert Weaver. He was an amateur geologist who picked up a rock, the BLM says, off a state, uh, off a federal land. But it's being disputed that it wasn't federal land. It was private property. And the tactics that the Bureau of Land Management uses during these raids, they come in and point guns at you, at your head. When they raided the Custer Battlefield Museum, they took down one of my interns, who was a degreed intern here on a 125-day internship, and they pointed a rifle at the back of his head while he was spread eagle on the ground over a a uniform button and a suspender buckle supposedly taken from the Custer Battlefield. So my question is to all the listeners, Why are SWAT teams with automatic rifles coming in to museums, to guitar factories, to collectors' homes in Utah's with guns ablazing when none of these people had criminal background? And not only that, my my big question is, why does the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Agency need tactical gear and SWAT gear to enforce U.S. Fish and Wildlife uh, uh, precepts or, or, or regulations. That's it's, it's a, it's a valid question. And Chris, I want to thank you for bringing it to, to our attention. We'll stay on this. Chris Cortlander, everybody. He's a founding director of the Custer battlefield museum. Where can folks go if they want to know more information about your story, Chris? Custermuseum.org. On the left-hand column, go to press releases. There's about 12 articles listed. We have a detailed press release regarding the four suicides and what's currently happening now and what we're doing to combat it. One thing I just want to end with is Congressman Chaffetz out of Utah has a bill in Congress to demilitarize the BLM. It's House Bill 622. Please look that up and call your federal delegation to back Congressman Chaffetz's bill to demilitarize the Bureau of Land Management. The bill has seven co-sponsors. We need more co-sponsors for this to happen. Chris Cortlander, everybody, thank you very much for being here, folks. It goes right back to the old Salcedo Show axiom. It is best not to give government more power, lest it be abused, because it always will be. 888 is the telephone number to reach out to me. We'll close the show up. Coming up next, right here on The Blaze. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
The Chris Salcedo Show. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. All right, welcome back, everybody. Before we uh, we say adieu, first off, yeah, I guess I didn't address this enough in the show. Yeah, I'm aware that Trump has sent out signals. And you know what? When he starts actually doing something with Democrats, we'll see. Democrats, and this is the why I, this is why I'm not jumping on board. Because I mean, I've heard a lot of people out there saying, "Well, you're gonna you're gonna throw the throw the Republicans overboard." I just I just got a pitch from um, a PR agency that said, "Oh yeah, Trump's gonna forget Mitch, forget um, Paul, go with Nancy, and go with Chucky." You have to understand what's going on politically on the other side of the aisle. To a Democrat, Trump is cancer. They just spent the last year and a half demonizing this man, saying that he's Hitler. And now you're going to do a deal with him on what? Infrastructure? <laughs> that's why I that's why I'm chuckling. So many people fretting over Donald Trump working with Democrats. How do you square that peg? I don't I, I don't I don't get that. How does a how does a Democrat say I'm going to work with Trump because uh, infrastructure is good? You, what you're working with Hitler? <laughs> Try selling that to your base. I just I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I think the Democrats have settled in to opposing everything, which is fine. So long so long as you continue to have the Republicans' numbers, this is why this is why the failure was so terrible of the Republicans' first effort to govern. Because it was disappointing to a guy like me going, well, you know, because I, I know there's no hope with Democrats. It, that's, the, that's the hopeless party. But, you know, so th- what I was left with was the Republicans, and they can't govern their way out of a paper bag, apparently. So uh, I'm just, I, I, I'm not all... Uh, enthused by what can actually get done as far as a positive agenda for the country. That that's why I'm, I'm so just shaking my head. They can't, they can't do it. They've shown no evidence of it. So we shall see what happens with tax reform and what happens with the infrastructure plan. Uh, The daily signal wrote this. This is what we're left with folks. Because the Republicans didn't have a a consensus bill and because the Republicans didn't actually want to replace Obamacare, they've accepted the entitlement. Here's what we're stuck with. Until recently, the House was scheduled to vote on the American Health Care Act. Didn't happen. We all know this. This is Drew uh, Garnschowski at uh, The Daily Signal. Obamacare caused premiums to rise for various reasons, chief among them being the vast new regulations the law imposed on insurance markets. New analysis from the Milliman or from Milliman backs uh, backs up this statement. The study provided estimates of the average impact that various Obamacare regulations had on premiums, and they listed them in chart form. Folks, are you ready? These are now these are Obamacare mandates. Health insurer tax added 2% to the cost of a a national policy. Health exchange fee 
<laughs> There's a range here. 1.4 to 2.3. Now it's up to 2.8 to 3.7. Trust me, I, don't, don't focus on the numbers. Just focus on the, the, the number of mandates. Guarantee issue. Reinsurance. By the way, guarantee issue. Which is, uh, my understanding is, the, you're, you're guaranteed to get health care. Or health insurance, not health care, but health insurance. That adds 15 to 30% in the value of a policy. Morbidity or sickness coverage, 4%. Community rating. Essential health benefits. We covered this earlier. Essential to who? The government says they're essential, but they're not essential to me. I'm done having kids. I don't need prenatal care. Why do I have to buy it? Because the government says it's essential. Well, screw the government. They're not paying for it. At least. Oh, yeah. Actually, there's no such thing as government money. It's all taxpayer money. Taxpayers are paying for it. Actuarial value. All of this adds up to 45.5 to 68% added costs. You couple that with what the traders and traders insurance companies are doing just by having insurance. They add about 30% to the overall cost of health care. This is a disaster. <laughs> Absolute disaster. But we're stuck with it. Because Republicans forgot how to govern, I suppose. We will uh, take this up tomorrow. And, uh, of course, don't forget, Ruben Navarrete Jr. will be in. If you don't like illegal immigration, somehow you're racist. That's what he's saying. Remember, everybody, a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather... How much power is reserved for we the people? Have a grand day. Back tomorrow, Tuesday, the Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.